I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And I'm Amanda. You're listening to Seaside, Seaside Stories. Hello again. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I gotta say, it's very brave of you to venture off into the wilderness on your own. I'm sure I've said it before, but it's true. I thought I'd change up how today's story is told. It'll be in first person, and I hope you're brave enough to stay. I know people are quite terrified by this next monster of choice, and if you do have calrophobia, I apologize in advance. Johnny and I were driving down the empty road carrying a camera and flyer of mystic pear, ten years expired. In the distance, the outline of the roller coaster stretched into the sky, signaling that we had made it. We parked, then followed the dirt path to a clearing, where a tall wooden fence topped with a gracious amount of barbed wire surrounded a theme park. Mystic Fair was written in neon lights. The face of a clown, with its mouth opened wide, was the way in. He grinned insanely at us through sickly green eyes. The teeth hanging just ahead were yellowed and chipped. Not being the biggest fan of clowns, I hesitated. Um, are you sure this is a good idea? Johnny furrowed his brows. Don't worry, babe. It's fine. There's no security, so we have the place all to ourselves. Despite my gut feeling saying this was a bad idea, I smiled and held tighter to his arm. Johnny only let go so he could approach the door. He pushed the doors, only to have them slightly bounce back at us, the sound of a chain rattling on the other side. Johnny hummed, looking over the door. What if I give you a boost? He laid his back against the doors and got into a squatted position, arms ready to hoist me up. Are you kidding? Does it look like I'm kidding? A chill ran up my spine from the late summer night. It was dark out, making that clown look all the more menacing. Can we just go home? This was your idea. I meant in the morning, doofus. This is just plain creepy. Don't you mean fun? Spontaneous? Johnny winked with a smirk. Johnny? He stood from his crouched position. Come on, it'll be fun. If? For some reason we get caught, which we won't, I'll take the blame, promise. Besides, I'll protect you from those scary clowns. He wiggled his fingers like claws in my face, which I swatted away. I wanted to be mad at him, but his stupid face was just too cute. Fine, quick, before I change my mind. He let out a loud, woohoo, which echoed, causing a shock of fear to rise in my throat. After a moment, I gulped down my fear, then hopped over the wooden doors. Once on the other side, I lifted the wooden plank and unhooked the heavy chains dropping it on the ground. I turned away from the door momentarily, hearing something. I wasn't sure quite what it was off in the darkness. Perhaps the scuttering of cans? Maybe rats or some other creature looking for food? You okay? I turned back to the door, shaking my head. Yeah, yeah, fine. Johnny pushed inside, and at this point, I turned to look around. 
I couldn't see much in the darkness, but I could see how modern and well-built the place really was. Were it not for the fact that it was empty, I'd think it had never closed. We took a couple steps inside, then all of a sudden, before us, the park came to life. The rides lit up, the signs glowed bright colors, and carnival music played in the speaker systems. What's going on? I asked. I thought this place was abandoned. I thought so too, Johnny said. We should check it out. I don't know, I think we should turn back. I was a little scared to say the least. We can at least see if anyone's here. Maybe they're rerunning the rides to see if they work or something. I would have turned around myself, but I didn't want to leave Johnny behind. Nor did I actually have the courage to walk back alone. If only he didn't love doing risky things. We explored the park while Johnny took pictures of everything on his phone. The souvenir shops were empty, but the arcade still worked. I put a quarter in and played a game of Pac-Man. The park smelled sickly sweet of cotton candy, popcorn, and greasy foods, though none of the vendors seemed to be running. Then we walked past the Wonder Coaster, and Johnny insisted we go on. We might get in trouble, I told him. We're already in trouble for being here. Can't get much worse. He ran off and got aboard the shuttle. He told me to stand near the control box and start the ride. Like I knew how to do that. Just press the big red button that says start. I rolled my eyes, unsure at first. Then I pressed it. Johnny was off, screaming with enjoyment. A moment later, he was back, clearly feeling happy, with a huge smile on his face. You have to try it. It's so fun, he said. I sighed. Okay, but only once. Then we leave. I went on, and Johnny pressed go. I was thrust forward, then downward, then in circles. I felt sick, but in that exciting sort of way. While on the ride, I could see shadows moving, but blaming it on the trick of the light. When the ride was finished, I got out and saw Johnny was nowhere to be seen. He must have run off to one of the other rides. I rolled my eyes out of frustration. I started looking around and saw Johnny's phone lying on the ground. It was opened to a video of Johnny filming me on the coaster. It started with Johnny pressing the button and watching me fly off. Then he walks in front of the coaster and zooms in on me flying through the loops. He laughs, then stops, and then starts screaming at something off screen. He drops the phone and it goes dark with only Johnny's voice being heard begging for dear life before cutting off. As the video ends, the park begins to shut down all around me, leaving me alone in the dark. I think the speaker system was still on because I could hear laughter in the distance. It was getting louder each second. I swore under my breath, looking left and right for any sign of where Johnny went. The carnival speakers continued around me, and as a child, I probably would have enjoyed everything this fair had to offer. Vendors with popcorn and funnel cakes at every corner. The grounds being lined with games and sideshows. Music began to play once again. This time from a distance, no longer from the speakers surrounding the park. Then, to my right, I heard the jingle of bells, and my heart stopped. The idea of clowns roaming the park put me at a sort of panic. I walked quickly hands gripping my phone like a vice, my eyes moving a mile a minute. 
So nervous, I jumped at the smallest sound, scared to even call out Johnny's name. After some time of walking, I felt paranoid, every now and then hearing the jingle of bells, but I was never fast enough to catch sight of anything. Along the way, I had picked up a mallet from the test your strength game. There was some heft to it, and I definitely felt safer with it. I had finally found the source of the music, coming from a large, multicolored building. Once inside the structure, all was quiet, aside from the carny music playing. I also noticed a satisfied customers posted on a nearby board had been updated at one point from 27 instead of 26. I took a deep breath and continued onward, far from the colorful and garishly decorated performance hall I'd expected. The inside of the clown show was remarkably dark and poorly lit, with glowing red light bulbs leading the way. Faded pictures of dancing clowns and balloon leaders covering the walls. The paint was chipped and had been falling apart. Already regretting my decision to step foot into this place, I carried on, using the strange red lights to lead me further. <laughs> I froze in my tracks as I heard the eerie laughter fill the entryway, seemingly coming from every corner of the room at once. The sound sent shivers down my spine. Hello? I asked aloud, looking around as I crept deeper into the darkness. Johnny, are you there? <laughs> the only response I received was more of that creepy laughter, this time so close that I yelped in surprise and began running towards the end of the hall. Upon reaching a faded and poorly painted door, I quickly yanked it open and dashed inside, only to hear it slam shut behind me. It wasn't until I reached the center of the room that I realized I had made a dreadful mistake. Mirrors. The room I now found myself in was full of them. Funhouse mirrors, lining every inch of the walls, reflecting my image in a variety of strange and distorted shapes. The small red light bulbs that lined the entryway illuminated the mirrored room as well, casting an eerie and frightening light upon the scene. Looking around, I soon found myself disoriented by the combination of distorted mirrors and the red lights. To make matters worse, it wasn't long before I lost track of where I had entered the room. What with every wall covered in reflected glass. At this point, I could barely contain my fear. I slowly spun in circles, seeing nothing but distortion. <laughs> Upon hearing the creepy laughter for a third time, now definitely in the room, my breath caught in my throat and my blood turned to ice in my veins. A moment later though, when I finally did see the clown, my heart practically froze in my chest. One moment, I had been looking around at the distorted images of my own reflection in the funhouse. The next... I was no longer alone, and now something, someone else, appeared in the mirrors. It wore a full head clown mask instead of sporting the face paint, and honestly I wasn't sure what was worse. Its jester suit was covered in dirt, but now I could see the bells sewn on. They were the bells I was hearing around the park. I began smashing at the glass to find the exit, but to my surprise, the clown didn't charge at me. It just stood there, staring. 
Finally, I burst through the exit doors, slamming it closed behind me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mystic Fair's wondrous, mysterious carnival show. Our members are very pleased to see your faces, but be advised, there will be audience participation. I turned quick on my heel. Cruel laughter and honking of tiny horns sounded as lights flickered on, showing the room had opened into a large, colorful tent. A cold fist formed in my stomach and kept me still. I could see Johnny. He was in a clear box with only his head and feet sticking out. He was badly beaten and bruised and looked to be unconscious. Then I noticed the magician wave the hand saw at me. The audience was howling with laughter, and as I looked around, I realized it was a laugh track, and the people in the crowd were corpses, propped up to watch the show. I pushed myself against the door as the clown on the other side tried to push through. I looked back to Johnny, screaming his name, begging him to wake up and move. The clown began to cut through the box. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't watch. Despite my fear, I let her to scream, sprinting down the aisle. And just as the saw bit at Johnny's torso, and he woke up screaming, I swung the mallet with all my strength, hitting the clown right in the face. It immediately let go, falling into the ground and exploded into dead leaves, twigs, and bugs. I pulled Johnny out of the box, and more clowns began to enter the room. They seemed to be guarding every exit. I suppose you weren't a fan of that ending. You want to know if they made it out alive, or if they both made it out alive. Well, to perhaps put you at ease, we'll say our dear characters fought tooth and nail to escape the park, and they drove away into the sunset, never to return to Mystic Fair. Just know, the next time you go off exploring the world, that Sometimes the things you think are abandoned might just be so for humans. Something else, on the other hand, might call those places home. <laughs> Today's story was titled Mystic Fair, written and told by Aaron. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to tune in every Sunday night for a new exciting episode. I'll see you next week. Bye.